Hello and welcome back to the latest episode of Rigore, the Italian football podcast. Uh, we took last week off uh, for the international break and it proved to be the right decision as we didn't curse Italy this time and they actually had some good results. Um, so I'm Marco Rinaldi, a Venezia fan who for once is very, very happy. Yep. Very unexpected, but our positions are reversed this week because my cousin Giancarlo joins us and he's not very happy. No, I'm pure region this week. So that's, <laughs> so just in case you thought this was going to be an upbeat episode, I'll, say, I'll drag the mood right back down again in case you thought it was going to be buoyant. Well, I, I thought this week, before we before we get on to, on to our respective clubs, I thought we'd start at the bottom of Serie A. Uh, and a bit of a revival, it seems, from Monza since they changed coach. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, they looked they looked uh, without hope really when they came up. I mean, obviously they were well touted the 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 Berlusconi Galliani combo. Everybody thought, oh, you know, this is going to be mm. is this the next coming of of Milan? But it, it didn't look like it by any stretch of the imagination in the opening weeks. But they have. I mean, I I don't know. I'm a bit. Um, cautious about seeing turn the corner because it was just Sampdoria that they yeah. beat and, and and as we've heard today, Sampdoria now have sacked Gianpaolo and they uh, and and dilly ding dilly dong. We might get <laughs> we might get Claudio Ranieri back as well. So that's exciting times. A nice young up and coming coach to yeah. to turn One things future, to then. turn things round for Sampdoria. But um, I no, I mean it, it did it did look good. I was going to ask you something about this game, Marco. Actually, where do you stand on? Would you? I mean, I'm stretching your imagination to its bounds of credibility here, but if you were a top footballer and you played against a team that you had played for in the past, would you celebrate the goal or not? The reason I ask is that in that game, I noticed that Stefano Sensi, who played about 11 games, I think, on loan for Sampdoria, appeared not to celebrate his goal, whereas Gianluca Caprari, who played... I think 70, maybe 80 games for Sampdoria, stuck his fingers in his ears and danced around like it was the greatest thing in the world. Where where do you sit on that, Mark? I mean, you can get to whether you believe Monza's um, revival is the is the real deal yet, but I mean, would you would you celebrate against a former team or not? I mean, we are in the realms of make believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. um, uh, I I suppose I, I think it would depend on how much. What sort of a connection you had to the club, which I suppose is why it is a bit odd that those celebrations went that way around. Although Caprari's goal was a beauty, so I can understand the, the wanting to celebrate that one. But um, yeah, it, it, it's it it divides people, doesn't it? I think if you have had a big connection to the club, then there'll always be a reluctance to rub it in too much. I suppose it might depend on how you left the club as well. If there were fans giving you some abuse, then by all means probably enjoy enjoy that goal even more. Yeah, yeah. Well to me the pinnacle the pinnacle of like not celebrating against your old club was Batistuta when he scored for Roma against Fiorentina and was almost in tears. And that but that was a bond that went back hundreds of games, hundreds yeah. of goals. I I think when it's profound like that, then don't celebrate 
it is a mark of respect. But beyond that, I say fill your fill your boots, really. You know, I mean, I think especially when you see, as I say, somebody that's played a handful of games on loan. I mean, there, there might be more to it than that. I don't want to do Sensi particularly disservice or pick on him. And the same Caprari, I, I, I've got... I, don't like him very much because I've got memories of him scoring a lot of goals against Fiorentina and just being really annoying. So uh, I thought that was a bit bad taste because he seemed to have a lot longer. You know, I'm thinking you've played for Sampdoria quite a long time and there you are sticking your fingers in your ears. I know where I'd stick your fingers if I had the, <laughs> if I had the opportunity. But uh, I know, as I say, I, I think it is down to the bond and, and it's a more Italian thing than, I mean, a British thing they don't seem to bother. You just play 500, no. 500 games for a club and then still celebrate your goal where in Italy seem to have this thing more about more about respect but I mean regardless of how terrible Sampdoria look and good luck to be at Ranieri be it so diversa gaining sort of equal uh, lack of enthusiasm from Sampdoria fans on, on Twitter um, you know whoever takes over is going to have a hard job but Monza did show some and they have I mean They've got a decent group of players, so there's there's no real reason. Serie A, we've said it before, it's not a breathtaking league in terms of quality. It is exciting, so you know they they have got with with, with Pessina and the likes. They you know they have got a decent a decent squad, and maybe if they can mould them together into an organised team, survival certainly shouldn't be yeah. beyond beyond the realms of possibility. Yeah, I do think today's result was a bit that Sampdoria clearly had a very bad place at the moment, but. You know, it makes it more exciting down that end of the table that, that Monza have pulled pulled uh, some form out of the bag. But it'll be interesting to see, like you say, how whether they can sustain that against better teams than that. But um, lo- looking more towards the top of the table, there were there were a few interesting results. Obviously, Inter Roma was a big game uh, last night as we record this, um, and I, I I don't know how much you saw of that, but I thought. Into were maybe a bit unlucky in yeah, terms of yeah, the, the play. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I watched the highlights. I saw that it, it, it struck me that it was it was classic Roma, really classic Mourinho getting the result without. Not not the the, the Roma stole anything by any stretch no. of the imagination, and but but no, that I wouldn't hit the panic button. I think you could take you can take Inzaghi over the season and be worried. But I wouldn't yeah. be worried specifically on that game because I think Roma are a team that could beat anybody, and and in a specific style as well. You know, without without mm-hmm. overwhelming you. I thought Inter had enough chances to win that game. I mean, De Marco carried yeah. on his good form from Italy into that game and, and scored a goal, and then they, I think they hit the post as well. You know, I, th- I thought there was enough there. Jekyll had a goal disallowed yeah. that was a very narrow V. I mean, a correct, but a narrow VAR decision. So, you know, on that particular game, if I was an Inter fan, I wouldn't necessarily be hitting the panic button and saying, you know, get rid, it's time to go. I saw people saying, oh, you know, how much longer does Inzaghi get? Maybe over the arc of the season, yeah, yeah, there's there's deeper concerns because the results haven't been great. We both think that he's got a squad that should be doing better, I think, you know, so so globally, yeah. But on on the evidence of that game, I, I wouldn't be too I wouldn't be too panicky. And and equally, you know, if I was a Roma fan, I wouldn't be getting too carried away on the evidence of that game either. Because I think Roma are a good team. They, they, I don't know where you stand on Dybala's volley, lovely volley. Could Handanovic have done a bit better yeah, with I it? Thought, I thought there was a bit of a it was another example of Handanovic 
perhaps having his best days behind him, I felt. Um, I mean, it was a nice it was a nice hit, but yeah, you would have thought the keeper might be able to do a bit more there. So, yeah, it, it, interesting, and it's good, as, we've, as we said in the last episode, to have all these different teams up there. I do think Inzaghi, over the season, I can see why Inter fans are a bit annoyed, but I thought they were a bit unlucky last night. But um, staying at the top of the table, there was also, uh, and, and in fact, staying and going across the city to, to Milan, absolute madness at the end of the Empoli-Milan game. Um, what did you make of that? I oh. thought it was very familiar from uh, uh, someone that who's Zanetti manages that you could snatch defeat from from a game that late. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it was it was the late it was the late late show, wasn't it? It was um, you know the into into I think it showed again that Milan spirit though that you know the the spirit mm. that got them to the title got them the points there. I mean, an amazing piece, of, not not that goal, but the the first, the Rebic goal, I thought was yeah. an amazing switching off by the Empoli defence to let Leal um, yeah. stand 20 yards off, offside. Yeah. Well, offside, yeah. but obviously from a throw-in, not offside. So, you know, he could then roll the ball to Rebic to, to, to get the goal. But having got back with a lovely free kick, although we do call... Um, I noticed Milan had uh, both teams to score Tatarizanu in goals, um, so a, a bit unfair to him. But you know, it's certainly not he's not Mike Mignon. So yeah. um, you know, there was always a chance that Empoli could get back in the game. And then under torrential rain, yeah, late in the day, you know, Milan, as I say, they kind of gutted it out, and they, they do have that. They do have that spirit. Another uh, on a weekend of lovely goals, another lovely finish from Leao to. Dink over yeah. the keeper for yeah, that for the for the clincher, if you will. I mean, that wasn't it was Balotelli that got them got them to the two one. But uh, yeah, yeah, obviously that'd be horrifically familiar for you to see a to see a team under that coach kind of uh, throw things away late in the day. But you know, I'd I'd say credit to Milan. That's just they they do keep going now, and they do have that belief of of champions as well you know and that will that will keep them i think up the top end of the table for a long time again this season especially in a a, a year where it's so wide open and we've got so yeah. so many kind of exciting teams to watch it, it's going to be good but it was it was crazy it looked like yeah it looked like points dropped and you know it would have probably been fair enough but um in italy you can never play too many minutes for a top <laughs> team for a top team to get the result they need and 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 sure enough sure enough it transpired that way yeah, yeah i do i do as i say feel slightly for zanetti but then it is a bit of a pattern if you go back over our, some of our games last season as well. So maybe it needs to get his defenders to concentrate a bit more towards the end of the game. <laughs> yes. um, but um, the, w- another team that's that's been doing well that we haven't really spoken about a lot on on the podcast is Lazio. Had a, a great result this weekend. I thought played some brilliant football. Some of the goals, Akanyi's goal, who's a player I don't really like for his attitude, but... Um, you know, a lovely run and then one two to finish it off to open the scoring. You know, they they seem to be a real real force this season. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we know that that football takes time to to sorry ball or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Does take time. To, it didn't happen overnight, and you know, it hasn't happened overnight. But now they do look like they're they're beginning to interpret, it. and it's it's exciting to watch. I mean, they looked they looked great. I mean, they were able to concede themselves the luxury of a Chiro Immobile a or, orbital 
penalty <laughs> um, and, and, and still win that game comfortably and, and some beautiful goals as well. And I, I think I've said this before that I don't know how Serie is lucky to have kept Sergei Milenkovic-Savic because, yeah. you know, he's just such a, an amazing player. He's got all the attributes that you'd see, you'd imagine that Premiership sides... I mean, I can only think they've looked at him and for whatever reason... I, I know Lazio have... And fair play to them. I think they've defended them and tried to keep them um, by all means. But, you know, normally when, when someone else comes calling, Serie A um, just sort of opens the door and lets the, lets the players out. But he was another man, another lovely dinked finish for, for one of his goals. It was an absolute beauty. And he's such a big guy and yet yeah. so so graceful, so poised as well. But, you know, so, yeah, if they, if they can... I, I don't see... I don't rule anybody out of the title. Well, I mean, I do rule some teams out of the title race, but I don't rule any of the teams that are up at the top of the table out of the title race because it just, it just feels so wide open and it feels like there are a lot of teams there that, you know, different skill sets, but very exciting. We've not met, I mean, we have sung the praises of Napoli plenty as well mm. and a fear we might get on to Atalanta eventually as well. <laughs> um, but, you know, but but certainly, you know, Lazio, from what I've seen of them this season, they look, it looks like, Kind of the pennies dropped, if you will, and and you know they're playing some good football, and they could they could go on a run, and who knows, it might even it might even get a few fans into the Stadio Olimpico to watch them as well, and that would be <laughs> that would be a bonus too. I mean, so we've got all these teams that have improved and that are making the league exciting, but I'm afraid we do have to now come to uh, your team, Fiorentina, who who seem to have just stalled. Completely. It's only fair that I mean you had a. Uh, a heartfelt rant. I think the last the last time we spoke is only fair that I have I have one. Now. It just becomes so predictable, so and, and the moment they went behind to Atalanta, that was it. You just mm-hmm. I, I didn't see. That. I mean, in fairness, they did create chances, they did have a bit of the ball, but it's just they've become the least incisive side. I mean, it, it probably wasn't a surprise that you sell one of the best goal scorers in the league. And you know you become that way. That yeah. they 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 still have a lot of the. I mean, I think they had something like sixty two percent possession at Atalanta. But Atalanta have changed a bit as a beast as well. That that they're not the in your face attackers. Either they're, they're perfectly capable of kind of sitting in and playing on the break. They've got those tools and they they do that now. It's not that Gasparini up and at them, and it's it's bearing great results for them. I mean, the goal that Fiorentina conceded um, today was truly pathetic and it's um, Lucas Martinez Cuarta who I've said before I think is a good footballer but I think he might not be a good footballer at Fiorentina I think maybe he needs Mm -hmm. to go somewhere else he's you know I like him on the ball but there's something went in very half-hearted challenge with uh, Luis Muriel and he was able to cross the ball Lukman tapped it in and you know no bother and as I say there's just that sinking feeling now at Fiorentina that if they go behind that's it because they'll create they will have possession they will get chances but they won't stick it in the net and it was another tale of that today and it's becoming so destroying to watch again which is annoying because you know it seemed like under Italiano they they had found the good it was I mean the one light-hearted moment in the game I think was I don't know if you saw the red card that was rescinded for Christian Kwame for a high no, I didn't boot see that. Well, it was, if you do want to go back I mean you'll ask yourself 
I mean, it was one of these ones, it was a bit like Leal against St. Ophelia, where, you know, his boot was high, it, it, it was, you know, and the ref gave him a red card, but then VAR replay showed he hadn't actually touched Martin Durun, <laughs> who went, but it did question why Martin Durun didn't maybe get booked for rolling yeah. around holding his face afterwards, and also that it was, it seemed like the red card was completely wiped out, and there was no yet, and yet it was, the foot was dangerously high. It should have been a yellow card. It possibly should have been a yellow card to Darun for, for rolling around. But, I mean, it shows you what's happened to Fiorentina that Kuame now has become the striker after Cabral, Jovic. Yeah. None of them can score. I just, honestly, I mean, I'm terrified for... I was quite confident when the draw came out in the Conference League and Hearts landed Fiorentina. And I thought, well, OK, Hearts will get a man sent off as they almost always do, and Fiorentina's technical ability will see them through. But now, I genuinely, I don't know where Fiorentina are scoring goals from. It's just, yeah. uh, the the attack is so lacking in cutting edge that I, I feel maybe it might click. You know, it might be a thing that just something clicks and, and it works. But just now, you've got so many misfiring strikers and attacking players. Ikone looks... You know, terrible. He just can't make a pass. So Tio's out. Hopefully, Nico Gonzalez comes back and maybe gives a bit more carnage. But it's just, it's a, it's it's hard work just now being a Fiorentina fan, having having um, had a good season last season with some entertaining football. Now it just feels like people have worked them out, and you know they they can sit in and defend, and they know that eventually they'll get a goal and. If they get a goal, Fiorentina won't be able to to, to come back. Yeah, it's it's one of these things, isn't it? It's frustrating when the team your team can pass the ball around nicely and keep the ball and stuff, but if they've got no cutting edge, then it, it, it's it's very very frustrating to watch as a fan. So, yeah, obviously um, got Hearts coming up and then Lazio next weekend as well. So, um, a couple of big games coming up. It's not going to be easy no, to, it's, to, to write the not, ship. I don't think. Not at all. Not at all. But at um, least you were happy though. Let's well, exactly. let's, let's raise let's raise the tone, Marco, with some happy for once, chat for once. Regular listeners will not be used to this uh, tone in my voice of. of Surprise, I think I have to say, and uh, and joy because um, at half time yesterday it looked like it was the same old story, albeit um, we had played pretty well and were unlucky to be one down to Calgary. Uh, but uh, you know, genuinely thinking, well, this must be Yavorchich's last stand, and I don't know what happened, but in the second half, the good play that we had seen in the first half. Suddenly, it's paid off. We've got an early goal from Poyan Palo, scored a nice header, and then uh, it looked more like us that would score. And we brought on Denis Cheryshev, and I said the other week um, he's going to have to be like Messi to make a difference. And it turns out not that far off because he scored some a couple of great goals, and then played. My favourite thing he did actually was the pass that he played to Haps for the fourth goal. Um, it was you know, just weighted perfectly and it was a good finish. But um yeah, it turned it all completely around. To beat Calgary four one in in Calgary is 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 you know, an incredible it's result. A, I can't it's, think of No, it's a cracking result that and and and, and you don't have any a moral problem, Marco, with celebrating goals scored or set up by a man from a pariah nation. 
for your team no you were you were still dancing I around the living room cherry chef stands on, <laughs> on the whole thing but i don't really care at the moment because he's he's made a big difference and and the whole, the overall as i say Poe and Palo actually looked like a striker that could cause a lot of trouble in Serie B. He held the ball up well. The defenders didn't really know how to deal with him. And we just played better football, I think, with Buzio back in some good form. And we had Zampano as a wing back again. And he's changed to a back three. Um, and that all seems to have made a difference. And we, I think maybe the break has allowed him to work on the team a bit more. So I'm not going to get carried away here. It was a good result. It's the only good result we've had all season, really. So we have to hope it continues. But it's very, very uh, enjoyable to have watched it. And, yeah, I hope I hope it does continue. Because, <laughs> well, it, was, um, it was one of those ones where I looked at my phone at least three times to check that the score was correct. Exactly. So um, that, that shows how unusual that shows how unusual it is. But, I mean, long, long may it continue. But, I mean, he, in fairness, Cherishev, he's an awfully good player, to be playing in Serie B, yeah. if if, I mean, if I, he can deliver that, you know, we've seen him in the past play at, with no disrespect to Venezia, but a higher level and deliver goals and assists. Yeah. So you know, the, the hope is he's certainly no nanny. Let's no, let's, exactly that. Let's see that. that. The, that the, it, it, it's the same sort of signing, but a much better one because <laughs> the, the guy actually is still capable of playing football at a decent level. Absolutely. And yeah, so I'm not entirely sure why he's he's come to us, but I'm delighted he has, and I hope his his great form continues. But before we wrap up this week, I did I touched on it at the start, and I want to finish again on a on a high note. I suppose um, we there was the international break too. Um, big games for Italy that went very well, really, in terms of results, and also I thought performances, apart from maybe the last sort of fifteen minutes against Hungary. But um, what what did you make of it? And is, does it does it lay the groundwork for a for a hopeful future? I, I think it can. I think it can. I don't. I, I don't know. You know that I'd be getting carried away, and it it can. You know, you could see all the players, Mancini, everyone was. Still, kind of semi gutted, even though they they won those Nations League games and they'll be in the final four or whatever. But we know that the final four of the Nations League is not the World Cup. Mm-hmm. We're we're going to have a a month of suffering. But I did think that you know after blooding a lot of young players in the summer and taking criticism for that, taking a, a you know a, a pretty thrashing off Germany as well, there were signs there that you know again that Mancini's found a formula that that can work. I thought that actually to me in some ways the 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 time when they sweated most against Hungary was the most encouraging part for me that it showed that resilience, it showed yeah. that team spirit that that they had that you know because I don't think you know individually I don't think anybody looks at Italy and says wow that's the best 11 or the best 22 mm-hmm. players in the world but it's about the the unit it's about the team Donnarumma was Back to his outstanding Absolutely, base, which yeah. is which is great, but there was enough there as well to see. You know, this is starting to form the the spine of a team. There, there's a lot still to improve. That you know, it's not going to scare the absolute big guns, but it it was encouraging, and I, I think it can it can lay the groundwork. You know, the, the for building a team towards the Euros, and then we've got to we've got to plan longer and get to a World yeah, Cup absolutely. again because otherwise, I've got a son that's barely seen Italy at the World Cup. Know, they're just ridiculous. they'll just keep getting knocked out, and now you know I've I've seen them win too, and <laughs> I, I, you know I mean I'm considerably older, but you know you need you need Italy to be get 
getting two two World Cups, and and as I say, I thought there was enough there um, to to encourage it. I mentioned Di Marco. A lot of people looked down their nose at him, but I thought he had he had was one of the standouts yeah, from 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 those yeah. from those games. Barella looked back to his back to his best. Bonucci even, I yeah, played. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Bonucci was he's a different player when he was a leader to yeah. to mm-hmm. the younger players as well, and he can still. You know, he can still ping a pass. That's a thing. You know, when you see, I think it's like night and day when you see him coming out from defence and you see a chair be coming out from defence. Yeah. You think, well, if I was an opposition manager, I'd be saying, look, stop Bonucci passing it. Let a chair be do what he will because yeah. he's not going to hurt you. You know, so but he's still pinging in lovely passes over the top. The the one to Raspadori, I think it yeah. was, was was absolutely pinpoint and then taken down beautifully as well. So yeah, no, there was there was encouragement there. As I say, it, it's it's still it tempered with a, a little tear of sadness that'll that'll trickle down in in November in in particular. But I, I thought there was the, the groundwork was there. It was done, and you know if he can then build on that and keep these young players, it's going to be trial and error. We're going to see some that will fall, yeah. fall by the wayside or whatever. But yeah, no, that was a nice upbeat note to end things on. Yeah, having had a terrible weekend as a Fiorentina fan. <laughs> One weekend we're we're going to both be happy. Yeah, I, don't know, I know. I don't know the odds against it are stratospheric. I think we're going <laughs> because as we can't we can't actually get the ball into the net and and Venet- maybe we found you know Cherishev could be the Venezia saviour. You know, yeah, certainly certainly that was a positive or maybe just. You know that money ball thing that you're skeptical of. Maybe it's maybe just, it is. Maybe it's the algorithm is clicking. The algorithm is clicking into place. That's what's happening there. That's yeah, what's yeah. happening. Well, um, thanks very much for for tuning in and listening to us ramble like that. Um, if you enjoyed it, please do uh, like and subscribe and review and all that sort of stuff because it's always good to get more listeners, more interactions on social media as well. It's always great. Uh, and we will be back next week talking more rubbish about Italian football. Absolutely guaranteed. (laughs) See you then. (laughs) 